Welcome to Beyond the Lecture, a production of the American Academy in Berlin. I'm your host, R.J. McGill. Composer and pianist Wang Lu was born in Jian, China, the country's ancient capital. Brought up in a musical family with strong Chinese opera and folk music traditions, her compositions are inspired by both of these forms and fused with urban environmental sounds. Alex Ross of The New Yorker recently described every moment of Wang's latest album, Urban Inventory, as being, quote, vividly etched and drenched in color. Wang's works have been performed internationally by the Minnesota Orchestra, the American Composers Orchestra, and the Holland Symphonia, to name just a few. As a spring 2019 fellow at the Academy, Wang is working on new pieces, and she'll be performing works from Urban Inventory. Producer Tony Andrews sat down with Wang to discuss her work. Wang Lu, welcome to Beyond the Lecture. Today we're talking about your album, Urban Inventory. Could you start out by telling us what your overall vision for the album was? Uh, Urban Inventory is my first portrait album, uh, which has the works from more than 10 years ago until last year, 2018. Um, they're orchestral works, um, such as uh, Wailing, that was uh, performed by the Holland Symphonia, taking influence of uh, peasant uh, funeral and wedding um, singing and uh, Cloud Intimacy from 2017, um, taking uh, inspiration from uh, online dating and uh, the, uh, the conversation I had with my undergraduate students, um, the, uh, the idea of romantic music and what romance means in the new generation. So there are uh, cell phone notification sounds, and uh, dating app sounds and constant typing on the laptop and the uh, the noise of cafe ambient. Um, there are also pieces um, just for pure large ensemble with an influence of some uh, jazz music, um, backstory, and the title piece, Urban Inventory, um, took idea from different layers of urban life in China. Okay, and maybe let's dive into the first piece on the album called City Park. And I'm going to play you the first few seconds. So what we just heard, to my ear at least, sounds like improvisation, but it's something very different. Can you talk to me about that? Right. Um, so the instrumental part sounded improvised because you do not hear a squared meter, or you do not hear um, exact repetition or the strict lineup of the instruments. Um, that's actually precisely notated and purposely done that way. Uh, as long as the musicians follow the score and the conductor strictly, uh, the result will sound very spontaneous and improvised-like. Um, this is uh, a choice I made in in order to incorporate with the, uh, the activities happened in the park. Um, so together with the tape, you have this result of uh, improvisation. Um, but as a composer, through the process of composition, I do improvise, of course. 
but not all the improvisation we do in private are resulting in productivity. Uh, improvisation for me as a composer is a way to um, start uh, my brain thinking and feeling the music um, and to keep the activities um, of a musical exercise going on, but not necessarily um, always uh, resulting in valuable <laughs> materials. But uh, it, it, it is a, um, a kind of routine practice like a pianist practicing the finger techniques with etudes, um, trying to improvise on the piano and sometimes record and listen back um, has been uh, interesting for me to study myself. Why did you want to approach improvisation in this particular way? So when I improvise, like play on the piano, is not like jazz, traditional jazz. It's more like a free improv, see what happens. There's no set progression of harmony, for example. Um, but I might think of uh, a motive or something and improvise. Um, it is the way to like challenge yourself, and I'm really more interested in studying the result of improvisation of myself, and then realize whether you're making circle and repeating yourself, or you're like maybe less than one percent of thing that could sometimes be interesting. So when I actually sit down to write a serious composition, I would not write those things that come too easily through improvisation. And so improvisation becomes a filter of real composition um so so in general i don't really use the results just get rid of the the materials that's being influenced by um whatever you know music life we're in and the studying of scores and um filter them out so the piece is um, conceived to be performed live, and especially in Berlin as well, coming up. Can you give us a sense of how these recorded sounds combine uh, with the actual orchestra in a live setting? How, what, what, what is that like? Right. Um, so this piece will be conducted, although um, the most recent performance done in Paris with Ensemble Rocher from Freiburg was incredible because the musicians know the parts and the entire score so well, there was no conductor. So they just kill each other and follow the flow of the tape. Um, but in this upcoming with Ensemble Mosaic in Berlin on April 27th, um, my husband Anthony Chan will conduct. So the conductor serves as almost like a clock. So the conductor can use a visual click track, uh, more or less, to keep the tempo of quarter equal 60. And the musicians can just fit in whenever... Um, you know, his or her parts have something uh, for them to play. And it's very important, I think, for the musicians to know the tape and then to kind of listen and interact. Although it's completely written out, um, it helps because there's no, for example, absolute, absolute piano or mezzo piano, um, pianissimo. But if you hear this tape fading in and out, and then now, for example, a violin has this falling on the very high harmonics in and out, you might play differently, other than if you're just playing by yourself in the quiet rehearsal practice room. Let's go to another section now. I'm going to play you a part from one minute and five seconds.
So in this section, we hear what to my non-professional musician ear sounds like a conventional melody um, with tension, resolution, etc. And but it's also combined with other elements of the human voice that we've talked about. Can you reflect on how you conceived of melody in this piece? Right. So this particular moment, as we walk through the park, we basically walk through different stations of music and noise. This is one of the we call consider a station of people listening to this rather low quality radio of music and the announcement of uh, exercising. So stretch your arms and kick your legs. Basically, that's what she's saying with the music. And we walk close, approaching to the station and, and uh, moving away from the station. And then uh, with this in mind and uh, taped, um, the instrumental writing was based on the same harmony. And then the growth out of it. So it expands the... Um, the range of it, um, which also is a space, because if you imagine in live performance, those um, pre-recorded tape sound will be coming from uh, two speakers on two sides of the stage, and instrumentalists are in the middle. So when they play the same harmony, you expand the space as well. All that. So that's uh, one of the considerations. And also, um, because you're constantly moving in this tape and you want the instrumental writing I want it to be also like fading in and out like a cloud of sounds and overlapping with another cloud when it keeps moving as you're just um, strolling through a neighborhood yeah the album Urban Inventory is a reflection on urban life in general can you tell us what you discovered about urban life on your journey so uh China has been an agriculture society for many generations. I grew up um, in a major city in Xi'an, and I went to uh, study in Beijing at the conservatory. Um, my interest in urban life is not uh, just uh, people who always lived there, but people who helped building cities, um, particularly peasant workers. Um, so in my uh, piece, there are movements of um, peasant poetess and the peasant worker, um, who became a very popular rapper. And they're also uh, 1980s uh, Chinese pop music star. Um, I was born and raised in the 80s. Those are the first wave of uh, mainland-born um, Chinese pop music scene. Um, those are very um, dear to my heart. And also their movement uh, reflecting on the... Uh, uh, propaganda ballet music from the uh, 50s and uh, 60s, which I'm very familiar with um, because my parents um, during the Cultural Revolution listened to it a lot. Um, that also uh, became part of the uh, the city life and uh, music culture. So each movement has a slice of a different um, perspective and layers of the society I live in. Um, I try to make... Uh, music, compositional reflection um, of those different um, perspectives of urban lives in China. All right. Well, Wang Lu, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. To end off, I'm going to play for our listeners the entire piece called City Park. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure.
You've been listening to an interview with composer Wang Lu, the Ingemar and Otto Fellow in Music Composition at the American Academy in Berlin in spring 2019. You can stream or purchase her album Urban Inventory on Bandcamp. You can listen to more of our Beyond the Lecture series interviews on our website, americanacademy.de. There, you can also read the latest from the American Academy's Berlin Journal, watch recent lecture videos, and connect with the Academy on Facebook and Twitter. Our show was produced by Tony Andrews. I'm your host, R.J. McGill. Thanks for listening. <laughs>